0: Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today I want to do another episode on listener questions, because you guys have been just terrific about sending me questions. and, And I love it. And they're interesting. And I think there's a little bit of knowledge for everybody in these great questions that you're answering. Now, sadly, Dewey can't be with us today, so you're just stuck with me. And I think our listenership numbers just dropped in half. (laughs) Anyway, before I jump into reading these questions that listeners have sent, let me start us off with our bonding tip of the week. This week's bonding tip is share some catnip with your cat. First of all, it will not get your cat stoned. I promise it's not pot. It's actually a perennial herb in the mint family. And they call it nip because it's the nepeta cataria variety of the plant that cats enjoy most. And did you know that when cats inhale it, when they smell it, it's actually a stimulant, but when they eat it, it becomes calming to them? Your cat might roll in it, purring and drooling and acting like a fool or running around the house with a wild and crazy look in their eyes. Or they might not do anything at all because only about 50 to 70% of cats actually respond to it. And that's why I've made a custom blend of catnip that has valerian root and silver vine in it. We call it Meowza. And you can head on over to our store at catbehaviorsolutions.org and get some for your cat. You can also grow it in your garden or simply sprinkle it on the top of your cat's food or in the toy box. It helps to regenerate the toy interest as well. There are so many ways to enrich your cat's life with catnip. And like all things good, your cat knows where it came from, you, so it also increases bonding. That's our Vitacrap bonding tip for the week, so get some catnip and bond with your cat. So I want to start off with an email sent by Sally. She says, I just viewed your video on cat training, but I have a specific question about suckling. I adopted two adorable seven to eight week old cats. They were brothers from the shelter at the beginning of August. They're now almost four months old and they still want to suckle on my arms I'm told they were taken from their mother too early, though I don't know their whole story. They are very attached to each other. I've tried not allowing the suckling, allowing it in small doses, and letting them just do it whenever they seem to need to. No approach has produced the result I'd hoped of getting, getting them beyond the need to do this. They mostly want to do this after they wake up and in bed in the early morning when they sense me stirring they don't bother me if I'm asleep. The positive side to this behavior for me is that it's the only time they purr, and, and they don't leave as many kitty hickeys as they did at first. It's mostly just kind of licking and light suckling. Also, I won't let them go above my wrists now and permit it only in the morning when we wake up for five to ten minutes. Trying to get them to use fur or other covers as a substitute didn't work, nor did a doll's baby bottle. But I think it's a habit they should get over. I just don't know how to achieve this. Do you have any suggestions? Well, Sally, it's actually called wool suckling, and some cats never get over it. And I don't suggest that you try to stop it. But you can maybe redirect it if you get like a nubby wool blanket, something very soft. We we have one on our bed in particular that Pico will just need and sometimes suckle a little bit on forever before he actually curls up and lays down on it it's something they did when they were nursing so what it's doing is it's calming and soothing them you know when they when they were nursing on mom's breasts right they're they're kneading on either side and they're suckling at the same time so usually those two actions kind of go hand in hand and it may slow down once they're fully settled in and and feel totally confident in the environment but I wouldn't really encourage trying to stopping it because it's a natural behavior. And when we provide an environment where cats can express their natural behaviors, then the cats are more behavior free than if we're trying to make them something they're not. So it's a natural cat behavior, and I wouldn't worry about it. Move on to something more annoying and hopefully they don't ever develop a more annoying behavior than that. But um, I wouldn't worry about that one. Okay, this one is from Vona. She says, hey, Molly, I listen to your podcast and I love it. Thank you, Vona. I'm happy you're tuning in. Today there was an abandoned cat found in the warehouse that I work at, and I decided to take them home until I could find a good home for them. This cat looks to be only about five months old and is an intact male. This cat was a little shy at first, but warmed up tremendously within an hour. I can't get him off me now. He's rubbing all over me, kneading on me, jumping in my lap and hasn't scratched me once. The weird thing is, is that he keeps hissing. I'll be sitting still and he hisses and then comes to me, to rub on me and sit at my lap, I haven't seen this behavior before, and I'm not really sure what's causing it. Can a cat hiss when they're happy? Wow, he sounds like an adorable guy, Vona. Thanks for for bringing him in, and and it also sounds like he was clearly socialized somewhere, you know, and and if not in this lifetime, certainly in his ancestral line, because we do find that. You know, cats inherit behaviors from their parents and grandparents and so on and so forth. So if you have a kitten from a long line of not socialized adults, then they are typically a little more difficult to socialize. And if it's a kitten from social parents that have had a lot of great time with people, then typically they can get back to that place, even if they've been abandoned for a while. And he sounds like that's probably the case. Now, he he could be overly affectionate due to the hormones raging in his body. You mentioned that he's intact, so it's about this age when the testes fully drop and the testosterone starts, you know, running rampant through their body. And the hissing could be a sign of a confliction in his emotions. You know, he's smelling new, strange scents and has a fear response of hissing, but then he's feeling driven by his hormones to be loving so it could it could kind of be a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on with him but it's important for you to know that what you should do is to ignore the hissing neither reward it nor scold it don't don't even look at him when he doesn't don't talk to him just completely ignore it Do reward the affectionate behaviors, you know, when he's loving on you and doing the things that you want him to do. Give him lots of treat and loving back so that he knows that's what you want and absolutely get him neutered as soon as possible, you know, and keep pairing yourself with great things like treats and pray play and meal time and that kind of thing. It's, It's certainly best with a cat like this that you don't free feed, feed canned food and meals on a schedule. That gives you lots of additional time to bond with him. And I mean, he just sounds absolutely adorable. I hope you find him a great home or that he finds a great home settled in your place. That's a good story, Vona. Thanks for saving him and getting him in a home. So here's another one. Um, This one says, I have a kitten that will not calm down after her spay surgery. She has a seroma and I don't know what to do. I have also tried using gabapentin and it only makes her more excited. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is from Haley. Haley it's very challenging to keep a kitten calm any time, even after surgery. But what you really need to do is try to confine her to a small area. Get one of those uh, enclosed you know, mesh type of pop-up play pens or a large crate so she can't run around or be jumping up on things too much. And, and when you do, ignore all the mewling you're going to hear and the trying to get out. Cover the cage with a sheet maybe to cut down on the visual stimulation to keep her calm in there. And then play some relaxing music like classical piano music, a calm classical piano music. There's also a company called iCalm Pets and they make calming music for cats. You can download those. Just go to iCalmPet.com and be sure you too Be sure to feed multiple small meals a day, you know, canned food at least four times a day. This is going to trigger sleep more frequently, right? So, cats typically have a routine where they hunt, catch, kill, eat, groom, sleep. So, when you feed her, then she's going to naturally groom and take a little nap. So, the more small meals you can feed will actually keep her calmer. Now, this is clearly not a time for prey play. And you definitely don't want to have other cats and kittens or pets around because you you really want to keep her focused on just being calm and trying to heal. But she should be okay in a few days. This isn't something that takes them a, a long time to get over. I understand your your concern with this aroma, but um, she'll get over it. Just keep her confined to a, a small area like that. I keep several of those pop-up pens on hand. I, I never know when I'm going to need them. I never know when I'm going to come home with a, a foster or an injured cat I've found or something like that. And I need to keep them confined where I can begin to interact with them. So you can get those pretty much anywhere. Amazon has a variety of them. And uh, great. So good luck with that. I'm sure she will be a wonderful cat for you. Now here's another one from Victoria. She says, what's the best litter box for a 20 pound cat? We have two cats and an automatic litter box that uses crystal litter. Our medium cat seems okay with it, but our big cat has started peeing on a rug by the front door. When he digs the litter to the side, He reveals bare areas on the bottom of the shallow tray, so I suspect he's been peeing on his feet in the litter box and got tired of it. But I'm not really sure, though. I've consistently seen good reviews for the litter robot, but I'm worried it's not best for large cats. Cat Genie also seems good. We want something with minimal labor, odor, and dust that is also good for the cats. Well, Victoria... I hate to tell you this, but cats like simple litter boxes. No robotics, no gimmicks, just big old litter boxes. They need to be at least one and a half times the length of your cat. Now measure your cat from the tip of its nose to its back end, and then put another half of that on it. So normally that's going to be, you know, 20 inches or more, 20, 24 inches that you need in a litter box, but they don't have to be litter boxes. Just go to the dollar store or something or Target or something like that and get storage boxes that the kind that they put under the bed are really good because they're, they're shallow. And, um, you know, also if you have, obviously you have two cats at least You really need to have three litter boxes in the house, and they need to be spaced all over the house, not clumped together in one room. And that's to keep cats from bullying each other and blocking the path to the litter boxes. They do tend to guard resources when they feel a little insecure about their territory. Not covered, just keep that box open at the top, and um, you know, you, you can... Hide it behind something, like you could get a room divider and put in front of it, or you could put the box in a corner and a piece of furniture or a chair diagonally in front of it. As long as the cats have two escape routes and an uncovered box, they're they're good. I I they're coming out with more and more and more robotic litter boxes, but that is not what your cats prefer. You know, when you have a multi-cat household, cats always worry I mean they're they're always worrying just naturally about what predator might jump out and get them and when you have more than one cat in the house they also worry am I going to get ambushed you know maybe it's just in good fun play type of ambush but they don't really want to be ambushed coming out of the litter box and so if it's covered and it's too small or it's not in a good spot or the other cat might be just blocking the path then your cat's gonna find other places to go, like the rug by the front door. So get a get a simple, simple, simple system and save that money and spend it on something better for your cat than a box. I think that's all of them I have for today. We'll certainly be doing this listener question episodes on a regular basis. So if you have a question about cats or products or anything like that, just shoot that over to me at molly at cattalkradio.com. And I collect those and and record these episodes from time to time. So I would love to, to include yours as well. Thanks for tuning in today. And bearing with me without my handsome husband, Dewey, by my side, hopefully he'll be back with us next week. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Looking
0: for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat, toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. For tuning in to Cat Talk Radio, please join your host Molly DeVos for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.